Father in heaven, we just want to thank you this morning. Once again, we come to your throne room of grace. Father, because you said in your word, come boldly and confidently to the throne room of grace to seek for mercy and for grace in the time of our need. This morning, we confess our need. Father, whom have we in heaven but you? There is nothing on earth we desire apart from you. It's what we truly want to confess. Our heart and our strength, many times they will fail. But you are the strength of our heart and our portion forever. And this morning, Father, I pray, Lord, your word will become food for us and strengthen us in our inner man. Even as we take part of it by faith. Because you said in your word, the word of God has got the power to work in those who believe. And therefore, O oh Lord, I pray, Lord, that we will hear and will mix the word of God with faith by faith. And Lord, that that word of God become life and spirit. And I pray that truly, Father, that we will be strong in our resolve and in our faith so that we can withstand, O oh Lord, the coming days, O oh Lord, which is going to be tempestuous, which is going to be full of uncertainty. But Lord, we know because we have a God who is ever the same, yesterday, today, and forever. And therefore, I pray, Lord Jesus, that you would strengthen us, you would grant us concentration, that you would, Lord, grant us the spirit of wisdom and revelation, that we will truly know you, understand your ways, and they will, and that we will walk with you. Thank you, Father. Anoint us this morning to speak and to hear. Thank you, we praise you, for in Jesus' mighty name, Amen. Uh, uh, one of the songs, modern songs that we I like a lot is "In Christ Alone." Right? Um, there's one stanza uh, which says, "Where fears are still and strivings cease." That's what I titled today's teaching: "Fears Stilled, Strivings Cease." And of course, this is essentially an inspi- inspired from what we heard on Sunday morning. God is for you. Are you for God? Okay. okay. If God be for us, who can be against us? The qu- answer, it's a rhetorical question. Answer is no one. Who can bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is he to condemn? Answer, no one. Because Christ is the one who died. Christ is the one who's risen. Christ is the one who is seated at the right hand of the Father. And what is he doing? Interceding for us. Okay. He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he with him not freely give us all things? Are the promises that we have. And Apostle Paul had the courage of conviction to say, there is neither depth nor height, etc., 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 nor nakedness or peril or etc., 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 can separate me from the love of Christ. Now, that's, those are all confessions. But are there a reality? That's the question. Therefore, we have, we had this question on Sunday morning where we heard if God is, God is for you, um, are you for God? And therefore, we'll try to understand those, that question in a little more detail this morning so that we have some kind of a continuity, uh, so that we'll be strengthened in what we heard on Sunday morning. Question is, uh, did anybody in the Bible ask that question? 
Yeah. God is for you. And then he asks this question, are, are you for us really? Do you know of any character in the Bible who asks that question? Oh, no. No. Okay, let's turn. Let's, uh, Judges chapter 6. Let's read from verses 11 onwards. Ah, yeah, yeah. now you know. <laughs> now you know, now you know. Okay. Now the angel of the Lord came and sat under the terebinth tree. Now this is not the, the, any ordinary angel. It is a Malek, uh, Yahweh. The Malek of Yahweh is the appearance of Jesus. This is Jesus Christ himself because it's a mystery over here. And you'll see it's what we call as a theophany. Yeah. This theologians call it theophany. We are not theologians. So now the angel of the Lord came and sat under the terebinth tree, which was in Ophrah. By the way, the word Ophrah means dove. Okay. Song of Songs, chapter 2, verse 9, talks about it. No, no, no. Don't have to do that. Which is essentially the symbol of the church. Okay? Song of Songs. Okay. Ophrah means a dove. Which belonged to Joash the Abiezrite. Hmm. Okay. What does Abiezrite mean? Abiezrite means Ezra. My God is my, my father is my help. Okay? So many symbols, symbols over him. While his son Gideon threshed wheat in the wine press in order to hide it from the Midianites. Then the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, The Lord is with you. Ah, there you go. Mm, the Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. <laughs> what a statement, huh? <laughs> Gideon said to him, Oh my Lord, if the Lord is for us, ah, see, why then has all this happened to us? And where are the miracles? The what the question for the, the, the word for miracles is Pele wonders. Okay. That's his name. His name is what? Pele. Wonderful. Yeah. And where are all the wonders which our fathers told us about in, uh, that you did in Egypt? Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. And verse 14, the Lord turned to him and said, Go in this might of yours, and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent you? Stop there. You see, question is, God is for you. And all of us have to ask this question, if God is for me, why am I so defeated? Why am I been given over to the Midianites. If God is for me, what is the reason why I am struggling so much in my life? If God is for me, why have I gone hiding and co- covering myself from the from uh, with fear? Why? Why? Why is there so much of fear? Why is there no assurance in my life that you are with me? Why don't I really experience the presence of God in my life? If God is for me. God is for me. Okay. So, so this, these doubts are, are some things which we need to answer. And he says, the reason why you don't have this assurance is because you are under the oppression of the who? Midianites. So let's try to analyze the problem first. Okay. Let's read from Judges chapter 6 and verse 1 onwards. One, two, three. 
Then the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. So the Lord delivered them into the hand of the Midian for seven years. And then what happened? And the land, and the hand of the Midians prevailed against Israel. Because of the Midianites, the children of Israel made for themselves dens, caves, strongholds, which are in the mountains. And what did they do? They went and hide themselves there. And where is Gideon now? He didn't go to the mountains. He was a little, a little more braver than those fellows. What did they do? What did he do? He took the wheat. Instead of going to the threshing floor, he was threshing the wheat in the wine press. We'll not get into the details of that. There's so many lessons. A long time back when Pastor was preaching from the book of Judges, he talked about that. So, but I'm not going to go there. So, Midian has come and the spirit of fear has taken over. And what is, what, what are these people doing? They're hiding. And one of the reasons why Midian has come is because the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. See, um, the reason why many of us are fearful and unsure in these last days is because we have been given over to the spirit spirit of Midian. And what is Midian? Strife. That's the reason why fear still, strife cease. It is a spirit of contention. What does it do? It contends with the things of God. And how did this happen? There is a war between, in our own members, which we fight against God. I want you to look at a particular verse in the Bible, in the New Living Translation. Galatians chapter 5 verse 17. Look at this beautiful rendering. Kind of paraphrases it. And gives us the message as to what's going on. The flesh or the old sinful nature loves to do evil. Which is just opposite from what the Holy Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are opposite from what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly striving with each other, if you will. And your choices are never free from this conflict. See, there is a conflict which is going on. See, we are undecided people. Because we have a, a flesh, we have been, we have nurtured it. See, everybody has a flesh. We have nurtured it. Okay. And, and Paul himself says in Romans chapter 7 verse 23, look at what he says. Romans chapter 7 verse 23. Hmm? Look at what he says. Uh, but I see another law in my members. What does it do? It wars against the law of my mind. That is the reason why Christian life is not a playground. It is a battleground. Like Warren VSB says. And bringing me to captivity to the law which is in my members. There's a war which is going on. There's, there's a striving which is going on. The problem is everybody has a strife. But have I been given over to the spirit of strife? That, that is different. Okay. See, we all have a flesh, but are we overcoming the flesh or are we succumbing to it is the question. Have we put, have we brought that flesh under control is the question. 8.5 Romans onwards. Hmm? 8.5 Romans onwards. Look at what it says. Hmm? 
For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the spirit set their minds to the things of the spirit. Carnally, to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is what? Enmity against God. It does not subject to the land of law, law of God. And it, it, indeed it cannot. And therefore verse 8 will say, and therefore those who live according to the flesh cannot please God. There's war. There's a fighting. There's striving. There's a conflict which is going on. And what has happened? Why is this? Why have we been given over to the spirit of conflict? Is because it says in Judges chapter six verse one, because the children of Israel did what? Oh, evil in the sight of the Lord. Now, what is that evil, Baba? You need to ask him. What is that evil? Jeremiah chapter two verse nineteen. We'll talk about this evil. Jeremiah chapter two verse nineteen. Look at what it says. Your own wickedness will correct you and your own backslidings will rebuke you. Know therefore and see that it is an evil and a bitter thing that you have forsaken the Lord your God and the fear of me is not in you, says the Lord, the God of hosts. See, that is the reason why the same chapter will talk about this, no? You have, my, my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me the fountain of living water, and they have hewn for themselves cisterns, broken cisterns which can hold no water. These are the two evils. What is the evil thing? When you forsake God and you depend upon something which is not of God. When you forsake the spirit and depend upon the flesh. When you forsake faith and walk by sight. When you forsake the wisdom of God and succumb yourself to the wisdom of this world. There's a conflict. There's a conflict which is going on. There's a wisdom of God and the wisdom of this world. Now, look at, if you analyze the problem a little more deeper, look at what what happens. Turn back to Judges chapter 6. And verse, um, yeah, 1 to 3 again. Yeah, 1 to 3. Alright, so the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord and they were God delivered them into the hand of the Midians for how many years? Seven years. Now the problem is this. When strife comes, something else also comes along with it. Verse 3. So it was whenever Israel had sown, who came? Midianites would come and also Amalekites would come and also people of the east would come. You see, this is a danger. You have, oh no, okay, what is a new covenant equivalent of this Baba? Is a question. So we see the problem in the old covenant and we understand it in new covenant terms because these are all types of a believer's life, of a believer's conflict with the powers of darkness, with the powers of this world, with the power which of the flesh which is inside of himself, the power of the sinful nature inside of themselves. It's a, it's a picture. The Midianites, if you succumb to Midians, Midianites, the spirit of Midian, who, who, else, who else comes? The Amalekites come and the people of East also come. Now, who are the people of the East is a question. Now, remember, if you turn, if you remember the how the tabernacle was constructed, tabernacle was constructed with the one door, which is where? Facing East. So, the people had to turn their backs to the gods of this world and they had to enter into the tabernacle. Meaning what? It is a symbol that they have been delivered from the spirits of darkness and they are being continuously being filled with the word of God and by the spirit of God. That's essentially the picture over there. 
You want to understand this? Turn to Isaiah chapter 2. Please, if you will. Uh, 2 verse 19, if I'm right. Uh, no, no, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Sorry, just a second. I missed that. Uh, 2-4, 2-4, sorry, 2-4. Isaiah chapter 2 verse 4. Hmm. Excuse me. Jesus. Excuse me, sorry. Just a minute, please. I think uh, where it says uh, they, they practice the eastern ways to, to, nine, to, to eight or... Oh, one second, one second, one second. They don't have light in them. Uh, sorry, guys. Apologize. Yeah. Um, verse six, 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 six. Uh, verse five to six, five, two, five to six, or not four, five to six. Isaiah chapter two, verse five. Oh, house of Jacob, come, let us walk in the light of the Lord. But what have you done? For you have forsaken your people. Why have you forsaken your people? The house of Jacob. Because they are filled with what ways? Eastern ways. Who are they? They are soothsayers like the Philistines. They are pleased with the children of foreigners. What has happened? All demonic activity. So the moment when you, the spirit of strife comes, Amalekites come. What does Amalekite a symbol of? The flesh comes. And along with the flesh, what comes? Full demonic activity also comes. And where do you see this in the Bible? In the New Covenant? Turn to James chapter 3. Let's read from verse 12 onwards. Okay. <clears throat> oh, verse 13 onwards. Okay. Who is wise and understanding upon you? Let him show by good conduct that his works are done in the meekness of wisdom. Okay. But look at this. But if you have Bitter envy. Can you put it in the KJV? You don't mind? Hmm. Verse 14. Yeah. Ah. But if you have bitter envying and what? Strife in your hearts. Glory not and do not lie against the truth. Look at this now. This wisdom does not descend from above. First it is what? Earthly. Okay. Slowly. Fleshly. Earth and sensual. Sensuality go together. So this is basically the spirit of the Amalekites, essentially. You have earthly, sensual, and what happens ultimately? The demonic also comes. What is sensual? Which is of the soul. Sukikos, that's the word. Sukikos means something which is devoid of the spirit. Okay. Okay. Not spiritual. And what happens? And because there is bitter envying and what among you? Strife among you. There is contention among you in your hearts. Don't glory not. Why are you doing it? Because you are not receiving the truth of God. You are contending against the, against the truth of God. That is essentially the spirit of strife. Turn with me to Romans chapter 2 and verse number... Um, uh, sorry. Uh, Romans chapter 2 verse number 8. Verse number 8 in KJV. Okay, put it in the KJV itself. Romans chapter 2 verse 8. But unto them who are what? Contentious or strivious to strive and do not. Ah, they don't obey the truth. So when you have the strife inside your heart, what is strife? You have not, you're not able to come to a point where you are deciding, I, whatever it is, this is the truth. I want to go for it completely. There is a mixture inside of you. 
There's war inside of you. There is an idea of the world inside of you and there's an idea of God inside of you. Okay. It's like the classic case in Second Kings chapter 17 verse 33 which says, they feared God and they also worshipped their own gods. Okay. There's no single-minded effort. There's a war which is going on and the problem is you have not settled that war. You understand? You have not settled that war inside of your heart. Everything okay? Yeah. You have not settled that war. Okay. So what has happened? That's the reason why we as children of God should have nothing to do with this world. Why? James chapter 4, verse 1 onwards. KJV. From whence come wars and fightings? Where? Among you, actually among your own self and among one another. Come there not hence, even of your lusts, which war in your members. Ye lust and have not, ye kill and desire and to have and cannot obtain, ye fight and war, yet ye have not because ye ask not, and even when ye ask, can receive not because he ask amiss that let that he may consume it upon your own lusts, ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that friendship with the world is what with God? Is enmity with God. There's a double-mindedness inside of your heart. That is the reason why a double-minded man will receive nothing from the Lord. It's a strife. It's a spirit of strife. And what happens? That is the reason why why, why it's in, it's unfortunate that even in the church, people are, are subject to demonic oppression. Why? Because you have not settled those contentions in your mind. Contentions. See, if you don't settle those contentions, what will happen? Slowly everything will come. I'll show you a verse. Very interesting. ESV, okay? Proverbs 17.14. The beginning of a strife is like letting out water. (laughs) Okay? So quit before the quarrel breaks out. See those... How do you know that you have a spirit of strife? Here's a question. How do I know that there is strife in my heart? 1819. Proverbs. A brother... Okay, can you put it in KJV? 1819. Very easy to remember. A brother offended... Is harder to be won than a strong city and their what? Contentions. What is contention? Strife. Their contentions are like the bars of a cattle castle. How do I know there is strife inside of me? When I am offended. You see? And the moment offense starts coming and you don't deal with it, it's like the beginning of letting out a tap of water. After a while. It's like a small crack in the breach. You understand? And you don't deal with it. The breach will open. And who comes? Amalekites will come. Full demonic spirits will come. And what is happening? Whatever is being sown into your lives now, those fellows are coming and taking away all the increase. See? How do you know that you have strife? If you are Offended. Second way you know that you have strife. 
28-25, Proverbs. He who is of a proud heart, what does he do? Stirs up strife. That is the reason why it says in Romans chapter 16, if I'm right, he says, Mark those fellows who cause divisions among you. Mark those fellows. And have nothing to do with them. Because they do not serve the Lord Jesus Christ, but their own bellies. Their God is their belly. Mark those fellows who cause strife. And you do not deal with it immediately. What will happen? They will bring the Amalekites inside and the Eastern ways inside and the whole church is a total mess now. So, strivings have to cease. And fears have to be (laughs) still. (laughs) Why is there no assurance? And so, suddenly what happens? There is a tremendous opposition now all around the place and instead of fighting it, what are we doing? We are hiding now. Why? Because you are succumbed to the spirit of what? Fear. Everything else will come. Why? We are filled, literally, we are like the people of the East. No? What, are the, what are the people of the East? What shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? And turn to Isaiah chapter 8, if you will, please. I will show you this verse. Isaiah chapter 8 and verse 11 onwards, if you if you can put it in the KJV. No problem. For the Lord spake thus to me with a strong hand and instructed me that I should not walk in the way of this people saying, say you not a confederacy. <laughs> confederacy. Very interesting. No? It sounds like the newspapers these days. Huh? Say you not a confederacy. To all them to whom this people say shall say a confederacy. Neither fear what they fear, nor be afraid. And what does it say? Sanctify the Lord of hosts himself, and let him be your fear, and let him be your dread. And he shall be for you a sanctuary. You see, what are you doing? You are just being fearful like the others. No, that's a question, right? So, you, you, you should see the book of Judges is very interesting. There is a cycle which is going on. Okay. They, they forsake God. Okay. And then God sends them a spanking and they cry out and God raises up a judge and delivers them. This cycle goes on till chapter 5. Chapter 6, a very interesting thing happens. The children of Israel do evil in the sight of God. Okay. And for seven years they are oppressed. It says they are totally impoverished, it says, because of the Midianites. Everything is gone. And what do they do now? They cry out. So what should God do? Save a But what do you know what God does? No, 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 no. Turn. Judges chapter 6 now. Verse 5 onwards. <laughs> it's very interesting. <laughs> okay. For they would come with their livestock and their tents coming in as numerous as locusts. Both they and their camels are without number. You see, the enemy comes to steal, to kill, to destroy. Stealing is deception. Killing is dopity. It's It happens openly. And finally, he wants to destroy it. Okay, so what, coming in as both they and their camels are without number and they would enter into the land and they would destroy it. So Israel was greatly impoverished because of the Midianites and the children of Israel cried out to the Lord and the Lord de- de- raised up a deliverer. No, 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 no. And it came to pass when the children of Israel cried out to the Lord because of the Midianites that the Lord sent a prophet. First he sends a prophet. 
Y sense profit. ¿Qué ahora ve? I've seen your cycle. I want to break it. Sinning, repenting, sinning, repenting, crying, sinning, repenting, crying. And the problem is, I want to really ask you this question. Is your repentance genuine? Is your crying out genuine? Is it true godly sorrow? Look at what he says. The Lord sent a prophet to the children of Israel who said to him, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, I brought you out of Egypt from the house of bondage. And then, and delivered you out of the hand of the Egyptians and out of the hand of all who oppressed you and you and drove them out from before you and you gave and gave you their land. Also I said to the I am the Lord your God, do not ah fear the gods of the Emirates. Do not fear what they fear. What are they fearing about? What everybody else fears. In those whose land you dwell. The problem is you should have driven them out first of all. Completely. Now you let them stay for a few days and slowly, slowly all these people will just pop out now. And then what has happened? Now you have learned their ways and you are exactly doing what they are doing. What is it? You have forsaken God. No, he's like, is your repentance truly genuine? But you have not obeyed my voice. That's all he says. He comes and gives this word and he leaves. <laughs> Prophet doesn't even give a solution. He's asking them, examine yourself today. Is your, a lot of people now, I've seen that, they cry out because they see problems going on in their lives, for example, with their children maybe, with, in their marriages maybe, in their jobs maybe, in their, in their, in their studies maybe, and they know because they messed up and they cry out to God because of the consequences of their sin, but they really, truly, truly haven't repented. It's all worldly sorrow, not godly sorrow. See, godly sorrow leads to what? Repentance. And he's asking, do you really have genuine godly sorrow? That's a prophetic word. It comes and shows you exactly. Come on, examine yourself. That's the reason why a life which is not examined is not worth living. A self-examined life is not worth living. Examine yourself. Examine. Examine. That's a, that's a constant refrain even in the church. Examine. Examine yourself whether you are still in the faith. If Christ Jesus is still inside of you, otherwise you have become what? Reprobates. Why are you oppressed? Why is there so much of fear? Why is that you are not able to fight the powers of darkness? And that's a question that even Gideon asked. Lord, if you are for us, what is going on? And God is giving an answer to all of us. Because you know, there is a, there is a strife. You are not wholehearted completely with me. You are not completely given out to me. There's, there's a lot of double-mindedness inside of you. Why am I saying this? Why is that the problem? But let us examine the strife a little more. Before we go to the solution. Yeah? Let us see some, 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 how we know that we really have strife or not. Okay, let us see Proverbs chapter 22 verse 10. Hmm. Yeah. Cast out the scoffer and strife will cease. Strivings have to cease. How do you cast out? What should you do? That scoffing spirit inside of you. That mocking spirit. Why? What will happen in the last days who will come? Scoffers, what are they doing? They are walking according to their own lusts. And what are they saying? Where is the promise of His coming? Since the power, since our fathers have uh, come, everything is going the same way. God has never intervened for their will 
fully ignorant of this one fact. What? That Noah, during the times of Noah, God intervened and destroyed everybody. It says in 1 Peter chapter 3, if you want to look for that. 2 Peter chapter 3. Okay, scoffers. Another way you know that you have a scoffing spirit or or other spirit of strife. 2620, a little more. 2620, Proverbs. Where there is no wood, fire goes out. And where there is no tail bearer, striving cease. It's a very interesting tail bearer. The one who bears stories. He's got a story about everybody. He is the reporter of the church. I call him BBC. Broadcasting Corporation. Everywhere you will see. Every church will have one. Broadcasting. Broadcaster. He, he, he may be doing live streaming also. We don't know. <laughs> it's interesting, right? Uh, that's the reason why it says, right? Before the truth could uh, put, uh, put on its shoelace, the story, I mean, the false thing has go, gone around the world. If you're a tale bearer, storyteller, who tells stories? Who's the tale bearer of the first order? Ah, the devil. He's a big time storyteller. Bah. He will tell stories. Vikram Betal. Full of stories. Some people you should know, they know information about everybody. Everybody they have a database. I mean, in modern day language, we call it doxing. You know what is doxing, right? Okay. The spirit of doxing. So it's a, it's a crime, by the way. If you if you if you know what it is, doxing is a crime. At least if you if you put somebody else's private information on any public website, that's what is called doxing. Okay. So tail bearers. It's a spirit of strife, my dear brothers. Why do they, why are they tail bearers? Because they're discontent in their own life. Why is Satan a tail bearer? Why does he tell tales and stories about everybody? Because he's not content with his own situation. Because it was discontentment and it was pride that made him the devil. I mean, Derek Prince gave a fantastic, fantastic, uh, uh, we say, uh, I, I would say, um, a quip, if you will. You you can take it with a pinch of salt. Okay, he says, one third of the angels fell. How many? One third of the angels fell. No, he says, God is a triune God. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. So under each of these triune gods, there was a, there are angelic hosts. So one third will be under God the Father, one third will be under God the Son, and one third will be under God the Holy Spirit. Okay, alright. Now, Everybody has their own cherubim, etc. Now, who is under God, immediately next to God the Son? As the anointed cherub. The devil. And he looked at the simple Jesus Christ. And he said, I can be better than him. And what did he do? He went and told stories to all his one-third angels under him. You know, there is nothing great there. I can be better than him. So whenever you have this thing, I can be better than the others. 
Derek Prince, I was stunned when he made that interesting observation. He said, he said, this is my take. The spirit of the devil, I can be better. Why are you submitting to him? When you are under him, you will not grow at all in your company. Be under me. Make me the boss. And see what freedom you can enjoy. He will not recognize your talents. He has not recognized my own talent. If he would have recognized my talent, he would have resigned from his position. And what did he do? He went and told stories to everybody. The spirit of storytelling which is there in the entire world. What is media? Misinformation. The tail-bearing spirit. And what does it do? It creates strife. See, it could be as small as a family. It could be among brothers. It could be among nations. How do I know this? Turn to Habakkuk chapter 1. Now, Habakkuk chapter 1, let's read from verses 1 to 4. Habakkuk chapter 1, let's read from 1 to 4. Can you put it in the KJV please, if you will? 1 to 4. The burden which Habakkuk the prophet did see. Uh, see, this is a problem. These are the, this is the thing that you need to really, really, you, you would, how many of you want, want us to be, want us, want to seek to be prophets of God? Prophetic meaning to have the prophet, you have, have a genuine burden. Okay. A genuine God given burden is to, is what we have to desire. It doesn't matter what you are in the body of Christ. You, you could have uh, a worship leader in uh, Peter over here. And one of my, one of my prayers for Peter is that he should be an Asaf, a seer. Because everybody, there are so many worship leaders, but very, very few worship leaders are seers. And you know why Asaf was a seer? Because he came under the authority of who? David, yeah. When David made the, 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 the divisions of the Levites and he divided them into different, different singers, each of the Levites were under David. And unless and until you are under our heavenly David, you can never be a seer. You see the songs of Psalms of Asaf. That's what I was telling Peter the other day. If we as worship leaders who lead worship, one of the Psalms that we have to really, really meditate upon to get that spirit of Asaf in us is the, is the Psalms of Asaf. It's a superb Psalms. Incredible insight. Psalm 78, who wrote? We had an incredible teaching series on Psalm 78. Who wrote it? Asaf. He had a thorough understanding. He was a man who meditated upon the word and he saw and he wrote those songs. We learned that recent song I introduced to you yesterday. Worship team will do it on Sunday. Together. As offered it. What a song. They're serious. So the, the burden which Habakkuk the prophet did see. What did he see? That's what I'm saying. Very, there are very few seers in these last days. Very few, few people who have a vision in these last days. Who are able to see into situations and see where this is heading. Where it, where it is taking. And who are able to warn the church. Very few. And look at what he says. The burden of Habakkuk. Oh Lord, how long shall I cry? And thou wilt not hear. Even cry out unto thee of violence. And thou wilt not save. Why does the, why does thou show me iniquity and cause me to behold grievance for spoiling and violence are before me and they that are rise up, what? Strife and contention and because of that what has happened? Therefore the law is slacked or become feeble. There is no strength in the law anymore. The law cannot be enforced. That is what the word slack means. There is no strength. The law cannot be enforced. The law cannot be enforced and judgment doth never go forth for wicked doth compass about the righteous. Therefore wrong judgment proceedeth. 
Do you see? That's exactly what the world we are living in. And what is the reason? Strife and contention. There are tail bearers in every country and what are they doing? They are rising up the spirit of strife and dividing brothers against another brother. That's what is happening even in this nation. You have political parties which will come and divide brothers against brothers in places where they have had a long standing history of harmony. In those days, we used to have, uh, in NCC, we used to have camps called National Integration Camps. Different people from different parts of the world will come together. They're so different. We used to have, I, 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 remember, I remember when I went for my one, first and the last <laughs> NCC camp in my life. I went to a place in Himachal Pradesh called Nahan, which is close to Ambala Cantonment. And we had people from all over the, all over the country. Different people. And what was the, what was the aim? To, Somehow come bring them into a common platform so that they can come and interact and they can bond and gel. But what has happened? There's a spirit of tail bearing which is going on. And what are you doing? You're raising brother against brother. And what, because of that, what is happening? The law is becoming what? Weak. The law cannot be in, enforced. And wrong judgment is proceeding. And the righteous are being compassed about by who? By the wicked. The spirit of what we, what we call as intimidation and manipulation is taking all over the place. And that is the wisdom of the powers of darkness. What do they thrive on? They thrive on intimidation and manipulation. You should ask, we should guard our hearts against those things. Storytelling, band karo. If you don't have anything good to say about somebody else, don't say. Don't say. Bearers. That's what they do. They do. They, it says they go from house to house and they are what? Gossips. What does a tail bearer do? He never sits in one place. Hey, Satan. What does it mean? What does, what does the word Satan mean? Accuser, tail bearer. Where are you going? Collecting stories, reporter all around the world. Investigative reporter, basically. I'm investigating. And collecting dirt on somebody else. Adult <laughs> Job. <laughs> Worship God for nothing. I know that fellow. <laughs> you blessed him. Tail bearer. You see. That is the reason why. You know, if It's interesting right. Laodicea church. It says to the angel of the. Of the. Uh, uh, of the church of the Laodiceans. It doesn't say the, the angel of the church of Laodicea. Why? What is happening there? People are ruling. And where is God? Outside. Why? Because there is strife inside. Because they, they, you cannot receive truth anymore. Let me prove that to you. Okay, let me prove that to you. <laughs> I'll show you. 21.9, 21.19. Of what? Proverbs. Yeah, thank you. 21.9 and 21.19. Better to dwell in a corner of a housetop than in a house shared with a contentious woman, meaning what? Strife. Woman stands for the church. And what are you? You are contending. And what is, where is your master? In the housetop. Okay. After a while, 19. Better to dwell in the wilderness. He's out. First you, you drove him up the roof. 
Now you drove him out of the house. With your strife. Twenty-four, twenty-four. Don't let, don't let, let not the ladies get, uh, get upset over here. This is essentially talking about a spirit, okay? It can be a man or a woman over here. A contentious, contentious woman, meaning it's a spirit, basically. We're talking about a spirit of strife. It is better to dwell in a corner of a house job. <laughs> That's interesting, no? You just make one small room there. In the store, yeah, it's like a, hmm? Than in a house shared with a contentious, contentious, 25-24, right? Put it in the, in, in, in the KJV, it's very interesting. In the KJV, it's even more interesting. In a wide house, it says. Than with a brawling woman in a wide house. What do you have? Wide house. I have need of nothing. But where is God? Outside, in the wilderness. Twenty-seven, fifteen. A continual dripping on a very rainy day and a contentious woman are alike. Kya baat Continuous dripping of an... We don't like that, right? How many of you like this continuous dripping? That is one of the torture techniques, by the way, if you, do, if you know. There's waterboarding and there's continuous dripping. Which is more difficult? Ah, continuous dripping. First they'll put you under that continuous dripping. Initially it one drop only. I say, ah, it's okay, cool, no problem, I can manage. And after a while, every drop will be like a stone. And after a while, every drop will be like a hammer. And after a while, every drop will be like an axe. Continuous dropping. Tuck, 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 tuck. Continuous. It's a spirit of strife, my dear brothers. So what has happened? When the spirit of strife comes, the Amalekites come. So 517, Galatians 17, 18, 19, 20. Now, let us read. <clears throat> For the flesh in the NLT, okay? NLT. Put it in the NLT. Let us put sinful nature, flesh the same, okay? The old sinful nature loves to do evil, which is just opposite from the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit wants, the Spirit gives us desires that are opposite from which the sinful nature wants. These two forces are constantly fighting each other and your choices are never free from conflict. But one day they have to. I mean, I mean others, in other words, every day in the morning, you have to seize that conflict. Whether to get up or not to get up. It's a conflict. Whether to pray or not to pray. Or look at Facebook or CNN or Fox News. It's a conflict. So many times, by the, by the, nowadays, Pastor sends the, 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 the devotions by 4 o'clock in the morning. I get up, I know the first WhatsApp message is his. But what is the other WhatsApp messages I, I look at or something else? It's a conflict. But when you are directed by the Holy Spirit, you are no longer subject to the Lord. Verse, verse 19, look at what it says. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, your lives will produce these evil results. Kya baat hai? What is that? Flesh. Works of the flesh. Sexual immorality. Impure thoughts. Eagerness for lustful pleasure. NLT is fa- fabulous over here. Idolatry. Participation in demonic activities. You can see that. Hostility. 
क्वारलिंग क्या मतलब क्या है स्ट्राइफ जेलसी आउटबर्स ऑफ एंगर सेल्फिश एम्बिशन डिविजन द फीलिंग दैट एवरी वन इज रॉन्ग एक्सेप्ट दोज इन योर ओन लिटिल ग्रुप क्या बात है एनवी ड्रंकनेस वाइल्ड पार्टीज एंड अदर काइंड ऑफ सिन लेट मी टेल यू अगेन एज आई हैव टोल्ड बिफोर दैट एनी वन लिविंग दैट सॉर्ट ऑफ लाइफ विल नॉट इनहेरिट द किंगडम ऑफ गॉड पीरियड एंड नेक्स्ट सेंटेंस स्टार्ट यू अंडरस्टैंड वॉट एम टॉकिंग अबाउट यू डोंट डील विथ वॉट आर यू कंटेंडिंग अगेंस्ट यूर कंटेंडिंग अगेंस्ट ट्रूथ दैट इज अ वेबसाइट विच आई लाइक डॉक्टर स्कॉट जॉनसन कंटेंडिंग फॉर ट्रूथ or contending against truth that's the point you don't receive the love of truth what is the problem with they have he never wants the love of truth he never received the love of truth he says only those people who will not cross me are accepted mikhaya no 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 he always prophesies bad about me so what happens therefore you have to deal with what Strife. So, how does God do it? Is a question. See, God has to do the. He has to give the solution. No, these these spiritual and what is happening because of this, you are not able to fight. What are you doing? You are hiding. And where is Gideon? He is also hiding. All be better than others. But is failure? No, failure is failure. If you get thirty-four out of hundred, you are failed. You have got one out of hundred. Both of them have to write supplementary. Why are you laughing, Sammy? <laughs> okay. Oh, hey! I got thirty for you, fellow. Failure. You cannot say the one who got one more, one out of hundred. Both are failure. Now tell me something. The guy who's got thirty-five out of hundred is happy, or the guy who got ninety-nine out of hundred is happy? Who's happy? Ah, thirty-five out of hundred is my happy, not ninety-nine. you can interpret that statement whatever way whichever way you want <laughs> depending upon your mindset and the grid and the and the world view that you subscribe to that statement can be interpreted i am leaving it to you okay it's an oracle <laughs> it's a it's an it's an enigma <laughs> you can you can you can unwrap it and unfold it the way you like depending upon what is there in your own mind okay understand this so this guy is there he is also hiding from the midianites okay god says at least this fellow is better 34% at least at least i'll go to maybe i, I don't know i'm just i'm just speculating but the point is this god does not wait till you repent you see that he doesn't say these people repented that's a beauty of god see god did not wait noah found favor in the eyes of god and noah was a righteous man he doesn't say noah was a righteous man and therefore he found favor no 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 if you are left to ourselves that's the reason why it says unless the lord of hosts left us left for us a small remnant we have been we should have been all together like sodom and gomorrah we have just this is this is this is a mercy of god he has left for us a small remnant because he doesn't wait till we till we turn so the angel of the lord appears to our great man so let us go to judges chapter 6 now and let's read from verses uh, 11 onwards 
Now the angel of the Lord came and sat under the terebin tree which was in Ophrah, which belonged to Joash, the Abiezrite. Now look at the problem. We stated the problem. The problem is what? The spirit of strife. And why, why the spirit of strife has, uh, was caused? Because your, your, there's a conflict and your mind and the heart is what? Divided. Your mind and your heart is divided. No. How should you fight therefore is a question. We have to, we have to see the solution. The solution is how do we fight against it? How do I truly become a mighty man of valor? Verse 12, the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, the Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. He doesn't wait till he becomes a mighty man of, man of valor. He's calling those things that are not as though they are. Like the, exactly the way uh, God told uh, uh, Moses in, uh, sorry, Abraham in uh, Romans chapter 4 verse 17 onwards. Let's read from Romans chapter 4 verse 17 onwards now. And then let's come back to here, this place. Hmm? Romans chapter 4 verse 17 onwards. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. In the presence of him who has, who, whom he believed, God who gives life to, de- life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. That's exactly the reason why the word of God has got the power to work in those who believe. Holy man of God, Sammy. Is what the word can, you know what, uh, uh, uh how the Bible, uh, addresses, um, the, 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 the believers in Corinth? Saints. Are they? Far from it. <laughs> the saints of God who are in Ephesus? The saints of God who are in Romans? But you addresses them as saints. You are sanctified, you are set apart by God. But I'm speaking into your life that which I want my word to rot. To be wrong, to, uh, through the Spirit of God, to bring to life inside of you, if you believe. But I'm speaking it. Okay. So what does he do? In the presence of him whom he believed, God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which are not, which as though they did, who contrary to hope in hope believed so that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken, so shall your descendants be. So what does he do? He, not being weak in, weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about 100 years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not waver the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. That's exactly what he was doing. He's saying, you mighty man of valor, I'm not going to wait till you become one so that I can, I'll pronounce and I'll make you. But you will have these dual traits inside of you. Once, sometimes you'll be Jacob, sometimes you'll be Israel. But I'm going to speak to you now. You're, not, you're no longer going to be called Jacob. You'll be called what? Israel. But are you going to be Israel all the time? Not necessarily. It depends upon who's winning. Jacob or Israel. That battle we have to fight every day. So every day in the morning, one thing, one, one fellow we have to deal with in our hearts is Midianite. Strives have to cease. Get up in the morning and say, tell your fish, Baba. Sorry, you're not in control. That is the reason why. Reckon yourself dead. (coughs) If strifes will cease, fears will be stilled. See, it all depends. It, It all depends upon those transactions that you have with God early in the morning, right? The devotion times that you have. The transactions of God. You know, Art Cats preached a powerful sermon. It's called a battle for life, he says. The battle for life. What life? God's life. Through you. you know, it, it, it's interesting. It's interesting when the woman with the issue of blood is, 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 uh, you know, she wants to get healed. Jesus is surrounded by all these people and when she comes and touches the hem of the garment, it says what flowed through Jesus? 
virtue. And you know the word for virtue in the Greek is dynamis, dynamis, from which we get the word power. Now, the point is this. Why does KJV call it virtue? See, virtue has got to do with the life. Power is power. What flowed through Jesus was the life that he was transacting with God and he received from God through the Spirit every morning. In the days of his flesh, what did he do? With the loud cries and what? And vehement tears to him who was able to save him from what? Death. That means what did he receive? Life, huh? He received life every morning. The life of God. So what flowed through him as power was not just power, it was virtue. What was it? Virtue has got to do with what? Life. And what therefore has to flow through us in every ministry that we do, even as I'm preaching, just not power, huh, virtue. When you're playing the instrument and you're singing and worshipping God, what should flow? Virtue and just not power. And that is what we have to battle for every day in the morning. Not death, Lord, but power. Life, not just death, life. And every day in the morning, what should have, what should have to cease? Strivings have to cease. Therefore, then fears will be stilled. And therefore, Jesus was absolutely sure every day in the morning, right? Have you ever seen Jesus unsure? No, I don't know what is going to happen. Nothing. We don't want a leader who's unsure, right? Just imagine if I'm, I, if I become, if I'm the pastor of a church, I don't know what's going to happen, boss. Ayyo. Will you follow me? First thing you will say, Baba, let us find another church. Why is he unsure? You know why? Because he has not stilled, he has not fought with the median in the morning. And therefore, what he has succumbed to? The spirit of fear. Well, spirit says, the scripture says, God has not given us a spirit of fear or the spirit of timidity, but of what? Power of love and of self-control and of a sound mind. So he says, mighty man of valor. But how is he going to become the mighty man of valor? It's a question. We are into What is going to make Gideon a mighty man of valor? Let's go back. Judges chapter 6. Gideon said to him, Oh my Lord, if the Lord is with us, why then has all this happened to us? And where are all these miracles? The problem is, see, you, you, you never take responsibility for your action, isn't it? If the Lord is for us, the Lord has made me, He has dealt very harshly with me. Don't call me Naomi, call me Mara. Don't call me mighty man of valor. Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt, but now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of Midians? Jesus doesn't argue. Look at what he says next verse. Then the Lord turned to him and said, Go in this might of yours, and you shall have, you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent you? And what is his problem? Oh my Lord, how can I save Israel? Indeed, my clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am in the least of the fathers. Also, okay, fine. Look at next verse, verse sixteen. I love that. And the Lord said to him, "Surely I will be with you, and you shall defeat the Midianites." As ah, that's the point. How can you defeat the Midianites when you become one man? Not divided. I have to make you. One. That is the reason why Psalm 85 verse 11, if I'm right. 
Yeah, accepted. <coughs> Is it right? Yeah. No, no, no. Eighty. Sorry. Eighty-six was level. Eighty-six was level, no? Yeah, eighty-six level. Yeah, yes. But not eighty-five. Eighty-six was level. Teach me your way, O Lord, and I will walk in your truth. Huh. Unite. The word is Ahab. Hear, O Israel, you, the Lord your God, the Lord your God is one. We are three different people, but we are one. Three bear witness. The spirit, the word, and the blood. They agree in one. They are always in agreement. In him, the fullness of God exists bodily. Kya matlab? That means he is absolutely one man on earth who is one with God. No divisions whatsoever. And when the ruler of the world comes, let's find nothing. <laughs> what can he find when this man is totally one? So, how do I overcome the the strife in my life and become a mighty man of valor in the hands of God, I should first become what? One. Because a house divided against itself can never stand. If you are divided against yourself and you have conflicts in your own self, there is always what? Unbelief. You are eating the truth and you are also eating lie. And what do you become? Hypocrite, like Pastor said. What a statement that is. Put that in your spiritual pipes and smoke it. Divided. You're two. So what should I make you? Mighty man of valor first. I should make you one man. One. And what should I make the church? One. I should make you one. And I should make all of us one. God has to make us one. And God has to. Uh, uh, for I'm building a people of power. And I'm making a people of praise. So build your church, Lord. Make us strong, Lord. Join our hearts, Lord. Through your son. Make us one, Lord. In your body. In the kingdom of your son. See? So what should happen to him? If I have to become a mighty man of valor, first of all, I have to become one with myself, with God. And then I should become one with others. God has to complete me. And then he has to also group us together and complete us together. See, the thing is that we have to first be at peace with each other, with myself, and then I have to be peace with each each other. Okay. So how do I be at peace with Myself first have to have peace with God and then I'll have to have peace with others. Two things have to happen. That's what I was talking, telling Peter. You praying in your secret closet is one thing. But coming together and praying, what an experience that is. Is that power? I'm not talking about all people coming together. When people are really united, then People come together. They're all focused on one issue. They have forgotten everything. I was telling Peter, I was like, you know what, Peter, when you come together, just, just imagine the power that comes. And then when you go back home, it's like that power dissipates. Why? Because you're all somehow focused on one thing. 
But if that has to become more effective, what should we become first? We have to become one first. Okay. One thing Christian we have to become. So how do we do that? Luke chapter 10 verse 44. First. But one thing is needed. Why? Let us read from verse 41. 40, 40 actually. 40. But Martha was distracted. Ah. With much serving. Bah. Okay. <laughs> can serving in the church distract you? Oh yeah, it can. You're dissipating your energies into different, different directions. That is the reason that Paul says, I don't, I don't beat as one beating the Air. Every punch has to count. Yeah. Every punch. No beating the air. See. The most grueling sport, you know what it is? Not wrestling. Wrestling is only for three rounds. Boxing. It's the sport which needs the maximum stamina. It tests every area of your life. At least, you, 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 I mean, it's, every bout is three minutes. Have you seen? And, and you have a break for 30 seconds. But within those three minutes, the fellows are so tired. Have you seen? You no, know, when I was a kid, I used to grow up uh, those days because I used to like Mike Tyson a lot. So then I used to go to, we used to have our RRC grounds in my, in our, in our, in our uh, near our home, RRC grounds, I don't know if you know it. They used to have a boxing, uh, Okay, a club in that, okay. So I once I went, okay, just wanted to test myself. I went and started hitting that sandbag. I was possibly about eighth standard, eighth grade or something like that, some, some somewhere around. I started hitting the sandbag. After ten seconds, you should see how exhausted I was. It was as if I ran a kilometer. And I was only punching. I was not taking punch. You see, I, I, I'm telling you, I said, my goodness, within few minutes, you're so exhausted. One round is enough to finish you. And these fellows have to withstand, they have to punch and have to withstand punches for 16 rounds. For a KO. Or a technical KO. KO means knockout. Boy, it's one of the most grueling sports. It's merciless. And you have to take punches, this fellow softens you, softens you, softens you. That's exactly what even the world, I mean the devil does. That's what Pastor was talking. He softens you, beats you, makes you, punches, 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 tires you, tires you, distracts you, distracts you, distracts you. The Amalekite spirit tires you, tires you. And when you're weak, when you're struggling, struggling, what does, what does it do? It attacks you. You know, when you're most susceptible to temptation, when you're Physically tired and weak. Very careful. Those are vulnerable points. We have to be very careful. So what what has happened to Martha? She's distracted with much serving. And she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. And you know what Jesus said? Martha, Martha, you're distracted. You're worried. You're troubled. With how many things? Many things. 
That's the reason why I like that song. Why are you so anxious? Oh my soul. Put your trust in God. Why are you anxious? By being anxious, can you add one centimeter to your life? No. Just said, your height is set, Baba. Over, finished. It's not going to go anymore. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Unless there is a physical anomaly and you're growing, then it's a, that's a problem. It is set. And it falls, it falls, finished, over. We can't do anything about it. You can do some jugad and put it back together, but uh, that is also very temporary. Hmm. Temporary, temporary. Hmm? You see, many things. You're troubled. You're you, you're uh, distracted. You're worried, and you're troubled with many things. But what is needed? One thing is needed, and Martha has chosen the what part? The good part which will not be taken away. That is the reason why getting up in the morning and sitting at the feet of Jesus and reading the word. And you know what? Many of the times, it is not a very exhilarating experience. Oh, the Spirit of the Lord came upon me and I felt the presence of God touching me. Nothing will happen like that. Nothing like that will happen. Okay. Have you? It's like, oh Lord, getting up in the morning and you're you're fighting your sleep, and then you have to get that uh, uh, that uh, what is it, warm water, so that the metabolism starts off in your body, so that your mind is uh, fresh, and all these things will happen. There's no exhilaration that is going on over there. But you know what? What you're doing? Strivings are ceasing, fears are being stilled in the morning. It's a fight. It's a battle. You don't feel anything. You have to read that devotion in the morning. And most of the time it's depressing. These fellows are fighting. What am I doing, Lord? <laughs> right? These fellows are fired up like this. And why does Pastor James keep sending me all this? Ma, okay, fine, great. <laughs> Have you ever, I mean, maybe, I'm just being honest, boss. Every day in the morning, at least, I mean, Spurgeon, I get a little excited. Okay, at least I can, I can enjoy him in my mind. But this is crazy. These fellows are, Laying down their lives every day in the morning. The first is the first devotion, first shock. See, you see that. You see, this is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about. What has to what has to happen? Fears are fears have to be still. Strivings have to cease. You have to fight. You have to lay aside all your distractions, all your worries, and all your troubles. Who are the troubled? The wicked are like the tossing sea, it says. Still, be still and know that I am God. Be still and your bed and be quiet. Or maybe sing a hymn. Learn your hymns in the morning. It will be fun. It will be good. It will be good. Maybe not, may not be exhilarating. See, that is the reason why we don't go to the, to that, to that, to that, uh, to that secret closet of prayer as Art, Art Cat says. He says, you know what? We are all consumerists. If there is no benefit for us, we don't want to take part of it. Some kind of a immediate gratification has to be there. Oh, today the presence of God came and I was, oh, nothing like that happened to Jesus. He was crying in the morning. Loud cries and tears. But he heard. Till he heard he was there. He broke the Midianite spirit every day in the morning in the, in the secret closet of prayer and then he heard from God. And we all have to do that. That one thing is needful. See, these are all simple things. Simple formulae, difficult to implement. Right? The flesh is there. The Amalekite inside of us is there. That is the reason why seasons of fasting are recommended. Why? To put that fellow under subjection. 
Fasting is a tremendous exercise. To be consistent for 21 days. Like Pastor was saying, nobody's, you're not committed consistently. Your commitment will cease. Something else will take position and take precedence. So what am I supposed to make you? Gideon, I have to make you what? One. And then I have to gather a bunch of people who will be one with you and will say the sword of God and the sword of I have to bring you to the till that point. And not many will come. 32,000 will come. 22,000 are still what? Fearful. They are divided. Why are they fearful? Because they are fearful of losing in this world. You know it says they overcame the devil. How? By the blood of the lamb and by the Word of the testimony, and what is the third thing? They did not love their lives until death. How does how does it how is it possible that you should, how do you do that? It's not it's just not that you have a martyr complex. No, it's not. It's just not that you are ready for martyrdom. No, it means that you are willing to die every day. You are willing to pick up your cross every day and die to yourself every day. You are willing to lose your life every day. That's what he tells Peter. He says, if unless and until you choose to lose your life for my sake, you will not gain it. But if you try to gain your life, you will lose it. You have to die every day. That's the reason why I sang that song. That, that song was fi- fired up. What a song it was. Where did you see the songs in the, in the recent times? Some inspired writer has given those songs. No. See. So that is the reason why we cannot become soldiers in God's army because we are divided. What should be our aim? It says, "He, you should don't be uh, trapped with civilian affairs." He says, "Turn with me to Second Timothy chapter two, verse three, if you want, if you if you can please go there." Hmm. Hmm. Therefore, you must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. So, in the morning, up Emmanuel came. She's got a small boil on her, on her, on her nose. Daddy, 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 can you recommend some cream so that uh, this can go off? Uh, do you have any cream to suggest? I said, no baby. Now what should I do? Endure it. And I, and I told her something. That which can't be cured must be endured. Repeat that after me. That which can't be cured must be endured. Good, thank you. Because we are all, give me a tablet generation. We don't want hardship. We love comfort. You know something, we should become a set of people who hate comfort. Hate it. Endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Hate it. No one engaged in warfare. What does he do? All the machines have to be reconfigured, rebooted, what have you. No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life that he may, what? Please him who enlisted him as a soldier. What did he do? He, wa- he, wants, he wants to please the one who has enlisted him as a soldier. What should he do? Should endure hardship 
as discipline endure hardship as 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 as, as discipline it says in some of the translations but right niv says that see that niv hmm? yeah uh endure hardship that's as a good soldier okay no problem okay ensure endure hardship so don't get entangled don't get distracted Another thing which causes us to, uh, you know, not become one, if you turn with me to uh, Philippians chapter 3, please. Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3. And verse, uh, sorry, verse 9 onwards, if I'm right. <coughs> sorry, Ephesians. Uh, sorry. Yeah, sorry, verse, verse 12 onwards. Verse 12 onwards. <clears throat> Philippians chapter 3 verse 12 onwards. Not that I have already attained or am I already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that which for which Christ told, Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. And then what do I do? Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but what do I do? But one thing. We've looked at it so many times. One thing. What is that one thing? Forgetting those things which are behind the failures of the past and the successes of the past every day is a new day you know, sometimes you know sometimes the message comes out very fantastic I get scared because it's not going to end it with one message that's another thing which is coming yesterday's anointing is gone that song no yesterday is gone sweet Jesus then tomorrow may never be mine. See? Help me today. Exactly. The today thing is important. So what distracts us is maybe the failures and the regrets of our past. Most most of the time it's failures in the past. Right. The regrets. I wish in the morning also I was coming. Lord. So many things I could have done so better in my life. This is what I was thinking when I was coming to church office. But Lord, let me forget now. I don't want to dwell on it now. The regrets. And that's exactly what happened to it. See, regret is a big time cause for unbelief. That's exactly what happened to Moses, right? Moses, I'm sending you. No, Lord, I'm not good. I can't speak. I can't do this. Who has made lots? Who has made dumb, mute, dumb, etc.? Have not had the Lord. No, no, Lord, send somebody else. See, that's all regrets of the past. See, one thing I do. What do I do? Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. Okay. Regrets. Life is full of regrets and therefore what happens? Past. See, let me tell you something. You can't do anything about that. So what are you going to do now? Are you going to dwell there? Are you going to be trapped in time? Trapped in time and say, Lord? No, Lord. The rest of the time, I'm not going to live for my own will, but for the will of God. Yeah, will of God. Forgetting those things which are behind and are reaching out to those things which are ahead. So what should I do first? I should make you one. Okay? How do I make you one? Forget. 
all those things which are behind Gideon, all the regrets of the past, all your, what do you say, lack of ability and skill. You see, let me tell you something. Your lack of ability or having ability is not a matter at all to God. Whether he is there and backing you up or not is a is a most important thing. If God does not back me up, it doesn't matter how talented I am and how fantastically I give a sermon, it is not going to produce life, it is only going to bring forth death. But on the other hand, if God is with me, even if I deliver something in a most clumsy manner, not that I should be clumsy, clumsy. no, no, no. I'm not talking about that. You know what it will bring? Life. That's the reason why he says, don't you see your calling, brethren? Not many? Noble. No, maybe many wise. God has chosen the foolish things of this world to confront. Let me show you that verse. Let's, t- let's turn there to First Corinthians chapter 3 and verse uh, uh, 1 second. First Corinthians chapter 1, not verse chapter, uh, chapter 1 uh, and uh, verse... 18, yeah, it was 20 onwards. Yeah, yeah, for 20 onwards, yeah. Okay, where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? And then, yeah, 26 onwards. For you see your calling brothers, that not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called, but God has chosen the who? The foolish things. And if you think that you are wise in the things of the world, what should you become first? You should become a fool so that you may be made wise. So Paul was a very wise man. First, what he had to become? He had to become fool so that he may be made wise. And that's what he says. As a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation from where did he get that wisdom? Not because of his studies and his intellect. No. God used it. That's a different thing. God could have used anybody else if not Paul. My point is that. I like the prayer that Sam Shimon always prays now when he says, Lord, perfect the gifts that you have given to us. I love that. Because my gifts are still lacking. If In my own strength, if I deliver, they are still lacking. Who has to complete it? You have to complete it. Perfect those things which are lacking in my life. Factor is who? God. Okay. Let's go back to Judges chapter 6. On verse 16. Surely, I will be with you. Kya baat hai? And you shall defeat the Midianites as one man. You see? And how did the church build the the, the, the people who came back from captivity? How did they build? As one man, what God could not do in 490 years, 70 years of captivity, <laughs> accomplished it. And only those people whose, whose God's spirit stirred up came and they came to Jerusalem as one man and they started building the church. So what should happen? First of all, you should become one. So how do you become one? James chapter 4. And verse 5 onwards. Thank you. Yes, that's right. Do you think that the scripture says in vain, the spirit who dwells in you yearns jealously, but he gives more grace to the humble? Therefore, God says, God resists the proud. And where does contention start? Because of pride. We should look at that, right? God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And therefore, what should he do? Therefore, submit to God and 
resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. Purify your hands, you double-minded. And when you ask God, if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask God, but let him not ask without doubting. He who doubts is what? Is like a wave of the of the sea, which is being tossed to and fro. Such man is double-minded and he is unstable in all his ways. And such a man will receive nothing from the Lord. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Make your heart one now. And say, Lord, I want to be full on for you. You make it. You are able to do it. Make my heart. Unite my heart to fear your name. Make me one in you. Still that is not enough. You should also have a people who become one. How do you become one? Right? Turn with me to Ephesians chapter 4. Sorry, 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 10. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 10 and then we will go to Ephesians chapter 4. Hmm? Now I plead with you brothers by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ that you all speak the same thing. That there be no divisions among you. That you be perfectly joined together. How? That means your thinking is the same and your judgment is the same. Same mind, same judgment. That is when power is released. See, what does same mind mean? All of you are focused in one when you're coming to church, what is what everybody wants to give glory to whom? God. If that is the case, if that is the way you come to church on Sunday morning, what will happen? Power. Okay. Now, some people don't say, okay, we don't, okay, they don't come with the intention that we should not give glory to God. They are worried about so many other things. That's a problem. Problem. But if they say, Lord, I want to lay aside all distractions. I want to come and I want to give the fruit of my lips and I want to, you know what, unite myself with a worship leader. I just want to praise you and we all want to give glory to you. Just imagine what will happen to you today. Test it, Baba. What power will be released? We are experiencing that every, every day nowadays. I mean, that session itself is remarkable. It's like as if the God comes and after that, everybody is like, okay, I want to go back and do the same study with the same vigor. It doesn't happen. I don't know why. Because you know what? Everybody has come together and become what? United. You're not worried about what to, which meal to eat next. Okay. What is the one focus? What is a vision of the leader? And you're completely united with that. You're the same mind and you're not having, you're not having different judgments. Everybody has the same judgment. If the judgment also varies, what happens? Unity goes. So that is the reason why Ephesians chapter 4 verse 1 will say, onwards will say, look at what it says. Therefore, the, I, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you are called, with all lowliness, and gentleness, with long-suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace, there is one body. Okay, There is only one body, that is the body of Christ. You could be a mouth, you could be a hand, you could be all, but we are all having the what mind? We have the same mind. We have one Spirit. Just as you are called in one hope of your calling, 
There are seven ones over there. And then fourth, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and the Father of all. Who is above all and through all and in you all. That is the reason why it says there are varied spirits, or varied gifts, but the same spirit. There are varied offices, but the same Lord. Both are the same. So what is happening? You have a bunch of people who have surrendered themselves completely to the Lordship of the Lord and of the Spirit. Of the Spirit and of the Word. Both things are happening. So endeavoring to give the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. And turn turn to Ephesians chapter 4. We looked at it so many times. And verse 11 now. Okay, how? Verse 11 onwards, verse 13. Till 13, okay? And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and some teachers. For what? For the equipping of the saints. We all have to be equipped. An unequipped soldier is a useless soldier. He has to be equipped. Equipped in whatever gifting that God has given you. If I am giving given the gift of preaching, I should be equipped. That is the reason why it says, all scripture is given by the inspiration of God. It's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, correction, for instruction and righteousness. So the man of God may be thoroughly, what? Equipped and prepared for every good work. That is, that is the reason why we come to the study of the scriptures. So that you are equipped with specifics. Not just distracted. So when we come to prayer also, we start with the word first. So that we are all having the same mind and the same Judgment. And therefore we all speak the same thing. How do you speak the same thing? Unless you have the same mind and the same judgment. How can you say the same sword of God and the sword of Gideon? Unless and until you have become one with Gideon in his purpose. You understand what I'm talking about? Okay. Isn't it interesting? He calls Gideon, you mighty man of valor. And I'm going to make you as one man. But he needs how many men? 300 men. But they're all what? One man as good as Gideon. That's the point. You see how beautiful the, the, the kingdom of God is? And what does enemy do? He sows discord among the brethren. That is the spirit of Belial. Proverbs chapter 6 will talk about it. Verse 14 if I'm right. Perversity. Is in his heart. He devises evil continually. And he sows discord. The spirit of division comes. And why do the spirit of the spirit of division comes? Because people don't have the same mind. They don't have the same judgment. And therefore they are not speaking the same thing. That's what pastor said right. Don't listen to news anymore. Yes, yesterday I deleted epoch times also now. No more epoch times also in my, in my app. Nonsense. Whether it is positive or negative, I don't want to hear anything from secular secular sources if it is not inspired from the, by the Spirit. Because it is, going to, it is going to take away my edge and it is going to bring unbelief. And what will happen? I will not be united in the same mind as the one who is leading me. And therefore I will not have the same judgment. And therefore what, what I will do? I will not be speaking the same thing. See, speaking is one thing, but being united in mind and in judgment is another thing. Why is there no power in the church? It's simply because everybody is speaking so many other things. Some people will say there is no baptism in the Holy Spirit. There cannot be unity of faith, you not unity of spirit. Because what is faith? Faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of God. And if you hear the word which says there is no baptism of the Holy Spirit, will you have the faith to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Think about it. 
And what will happen? You've lost that cutting edge which will make, which will make you a, what is that? Uh, a person who eats off the mountains, like threshing, uh, a thre- a sledge, a sledge, a threshing sledge in the hands of God, so that all the mountains of unbelief can go off? You heard those things, right? Have they, have they become a part of us? Is the question. We have to eat that and make it a part of us so that we have the same judgment, same mind, and what is coming out of us is the same speech. We believe and therefore we speak. There's no unbelief at all. I've deleted Epoch Times. I don't want news max. I don't want any other max. Enough of this nonsense. Don't want to hear anything which will produce doubt in my mind. Whether God is going to do something or not is irrelevant now. That is not the point. At this moment in time, we are all united in one purpose and in one mind and in one judgment. And therefore we have to speak the same thing. So God has to make us what? One man. So that we can fight the spirit of strife. Where fears are still and strivings cease. Strivings have to cease for the fears to be still. (laughs) Understand that my dear brothers. So what does he do? Ephesians chapter 4. Verse 11. Also verse 12. For the equipping of the saints. Yeah. For the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, which is the building up of the body. And not all things edify. All things are permissible, but not all things edify. Ah. Till we all come to the what of faith? Unity of faith. Meaning what? what? From where does faith come from? Faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of God. That means we are all agreeing on that one word because it is being spoken in truth and we have received it and we have made it a part of us and now that that, that, has, that is now controlling our judgment, the way we look at circumstances, the way we look at situations is being controlled and being, and being uh, processed by the word of God and therefore what comes out of our mouth is a result of our thinking and of our judgment. You understand what I'm talking about? Till we all come to the unity of faith and the knowledge and of the knowledge of the Son of God. You know the word for actually knowledge is epignosis. For the experiential knowledge of the Son of God. That is the word. Epignosis. I know Him in person. You know what Richard Richard says, I know God in person. Vijay, you also know the Son of God in person. Sam says, I know the Son of God in person. He also says, I know the Son of God in person. And we all know the same Son of God. Not different sons of God. Maybe different dimensions of His aspects of Him, but we all are looking at Him. The author and the finisher of our faith. So what happens? Till we all come to the unity of faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to a what man? To a complete man or to a perfect man. To a man who is whole. And what does God say? Do you want to be made? No. Do you want healing? No. Do you want to be made whole? Complete. To the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. And it has to happen together. Not just one. Next verse. Verse 14. So that. So that. That we should be no longer children tossed to and fro. Why? Who is a guy who is being tossed to and fro? A man who is double-minded. See, that is the whole purpose. How will Gideon be a mighty man of valor? He has to become one first. One with himself, one with God, and one with his brothers. Who are these brothers who are just like him? Who will say, the sword of God 
and the sword of Gideon. They are not two different things. They are the same. So that is the reason why you have to guard the pulpit also. Somebody will come and completely say something totally different. What will happen? Suddenly unbelief, unbelief will creep in. Don't want that to happen. That we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine. Just think about it. You know, if I say, you know, it's good for everybody to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And one guy comes and says, you know, yeah, it's okay to be baptized, not baptized. Oh, it's okay. We can speak in tongues, not speak in tongues. doesn't make a difference. What will happen? It's discord. Tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery and of, of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitfulness, deceitful plotting. But speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head and who is that person? The Christ. From whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share causing the growth of the body for the edifying its of itself in love. What a colossal statement by Apostle Paul. Gideon, you have to become what? One. Then what happens? Okay. Finish. 17 to 6, 17 onwards. Then he said to him, If now I have found favor in your sight, then show me a sign that it, that is, it is you who talk, to, talk with me. Do not depart from me, I pray, until I come to you and bring out my offering, set it before you. And he said, I will wait until you come back. Look at what it says. So Gideon went in, prepared a young goat with unleavened bread from an ephah of flour. The meat he put in a basket and he put the broth in a pot and he brought them out to him under the terebinth tree and he presented him, presented them. The angel of the Lord said to him, take the meat and the unleavened bread and lay them on this rock and pour out the broth. And he did so. Then the angel of the Lord put out the end of the staff that which was in his hand and touch the meat and the unleavened bread. What was it? It's a young kid. Kid means what? A goat. Goat is always used for what offering? Sin offering. Thank you, Sam. And unleavened bread is the life of Christ. It's basically life of Christ being offered as a sin offering. Okay? And the fire rose out of the rock and consumed the meat and the unleavened bread. And the angel of the Lord departed from his sight. And then what happened? God perceived that he was the he, he was the angel. It's a capital He. Okay. The angel of the Lord. So God said, so Gideon said, Alas, O Lord, for I have seen the angel of the Lord face to face. Peniel. No, remember? Because he also had a Peniel experience. Then the Lord said to him, What be with you? Peace be with you. Do not fear. You shall not die. And what did he call that place? Gideon built an altar to the Lord and called that place Yehovah Shalom. To this day, it is still in Orpha and of the Abazarites. Where is Orpha? You are the Orpha. And who's your help? The father is your help. Why did that happen? Because God made peace through his son. Who, is, who has become our peace? 
Christ has become our peace. Let me show you those two verses and we will go to the next last topic and we will stop. Romans chapter 5, verses 2 onwards. 1 and 2, that's enough, 1 and 2. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have what with God? Peace with God. Just not peace with God is not just enough. We have to also have peace with one another. To Ephesians chapter 2, verse 14 onwards. For he himself is our peace. Shalom. He himself is our Shalom. Okay. Who has made what? Both into one. Broken down the middle wall of separation. Having abolished in his flesh the enmity. That is the law of commandments contained in ordinance so as to create in himself one new man from the two. Thus making peace. Look at us now. The one Gulti, one Gujarati, two Nigerians. I think I'm more closer to all of you than my own flesh and blood. Why? Because he made us peace. And made us into what? One new man. He became our peace. For he himself is our peace. Yahweh Shalom. And he has made us into so that we will not fight with one another. What will we have? We will have the same mind, same judgment, same speech. Making peace. Well, let's read verse 16. And that he might reconcile them both to God in one body through the cross, thereby putting to death the enmity. And he preached and came and preached to peace to you who are afar off and those who are near. That is Jew and Gentile. Okay, verse 18. Now, therefore, you are no longer, uh, sorry, therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. They're all one now. No Jew, no Gentile, no circumcision, no uncircumcision. Faith expressing itself through love, no circumcision, no uncircumcision. New creation, no uncircumcision, no circumcision, born, free, male, female. One new man. In Christ. Why? Middle wall of separation has been broken. We all have become one. In Christ. Not anywhere else. This is is possible only in Christ. You can have n number of national integration camps and never become one. You can be stitched but never uh, knit. Yeah. If you are stitched, you will come apart on the seams. Right? But if you are knit, you will be torn. There's a difference. Okay, fine. God has made peace with you, right? So what should we do now? Ah, don't stop there. No, there's something interesting now. Turn, let's go into Judges chapter 6. Now, you've ceased contending with yourself and with God. So whom should you contend with now? The enemy. What is he called now? What is he going to be called? Ah, that's interesting. Now we should stop there, right? Let's go to Judges. Now it came to pass. No, no, no. Let's read from verse uh, 26 onwards. 25 onwards. 25 onwards. 25 onwards. Okay. Now it came to pass the same night that the Lord said to him, Take your father's young bull and the second bull of seven years old. Tear down the altar of Baal. Okay, yeah, I, you made peace. No, you cannot eat at the altar of God and the altar of demons. That has to be dealt with. Once and for all. Okay. 
you cannot be eating at the temple of uh, at the table of god and the table of demons no once and for all you have to deal with it you have to deal with idolatry and root it out completely so what you take your father's young bull second bull seven years old tear down the altar of ball that your father has so when was his second bull born how long we are under the operation of median seven years so the young bull was born for seven complete years basically complete seven years kill that fellow no you have nurtured this for a long time sufficient enough tear down the altar of ball that your father has and cut down the wooden image that is beside it and build an altar to the lord your god on top of the rock in the proper arrangement and take the second bull and offer a burnt sacrifice with the wood of the image which you shall cut down that means what now offer yourself completely now that was a sin offering now you should give a give a what a burnt offering how is a burnt offering given everything is chopped complete surrender so what does this man do still a lot of fear is there but he does it anyways okay obedience is important fearful obedience it doesn't say whether it is obedience or fearful obedience what is it it is obedience or not so gideon took 10 men from among his servants and did as the lord said to him but because he feared his father's household and the men of the city too much to do it by day he did it by night but he did it this is fearful obedience but thank god he obeyed okay because you have been called for what for the obedience of the faith and when the men of the city arose early in the morning there was an altar of ball torn down and the wooden image that was beside it cut down and the second bull was being offered on the altar which has been built and what happened so they said one another who has done this thing and when they inquired and they asked they said gideon the son of joash has done this then the men of the city said to joash bring out your son that we may that he may die because he has torn down the altar of baal and because he has cut down the wooden image that was beside it so what does he do he said offer your bodies as a living sacrifice holy and acceptable and do not be conformed to the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove that which is good acceptable and that means start removing everything which contends with god now but you begin to contend with every idea which contends with god So what happens next verse next verse but Joash said to all those who stood against him they all wanted to fight would you plead for Baal would you save him let the one who would plead for him be put to death by morning if he is a god let him plead for himself because his altar has been torn down let him talk let's see whose idea will prevail therefore on that day he called him Jerubal the one who contends with amazing you deal with the spirit of strife inside of you you know what god by the time you come out of your secret closet of prayer god will make you a contender of with ball yerubal you are ready to fight every thought every imagination every idea which exalts itself about the knowledge of god because you have met god and you have heard him let ball plead against him because he has torn down is all tear down those altars bring down the strongholds because the weapons of our not of our warfare are not carnal but mighty ha 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 in god to the pulling down of strongholds so that we bring every thought and every imagination captive to the what 
to the obedience and we are ready to avenge every disobedience until our obedience is fulfilled. Even if though it is fearful obedience. Let it be obedience. Let it be obedience. Let's obey. Okay, people will say, oh, I'm scared of what people say, but let us obey anyway. I remember when that, that passport officer came to my home to uh, for uh, police verification, no, those days. Now it's not like that anymore. It's easier to get the passport. Tatkal. I played for Tatkal. He came home. Every document he saw, everything is fine. Ah, then I said, okay, sir, I'll, I'll exhort, I will escort you uh, outside. And I went along with him. Okay, we'll talk in the lift itself. Okay, no problem. He wants his... Man, my heart was beating against my chest. You, you wouldn't believe that day, no? I should not give him this, this little money. I don't want to bribe him. So what do I do? I looked at him and I said, Sir, I don't have a problem giving you money. But if I give you money, my God will punish me. He will leave you alone. He looked at me, got a shock of his life. He says, no, 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 sir, don't give me anything. I never thought, I never thought such people like you also exist. He left me. I said, praise God. Fearful obedience, but it was obedience. You know why? What overpowered the fear of man? The fear of God. This was one day I have to answer him. That's what I told him. You will be left alone, but my God will punish me. Finished. End of the story. No strife anymore. That is how we contend. You know what? Don't fear those who kill your body, but fear him. Then all the other fears will still. And all the strivings will cease. Let Baal plead against himself. But look at what happens next. And that way, that's where we'll stop. Then all the Midianites and the Amalekites and the people of the East gathered together and they crossed over and encamped in the valley of Jezreel. But the Spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon. Until then the Spirit of the Lord didn't come. See, what makes the difference now? Converts you into a mighty man of valor is the Spirit of God. But wait till God wait till you finished off all the things. I'm going to test you. Finish off that thing that's there inside of you. Lord, see, you know what overpowered the fear? I said, first he saw God face to face and he said, thank God I did not. And what did God say? Do not fear. But do one thing. Go and finish off that altar. But the fear of God overpowered the fear of man and he finished that and what came onto him? The Spirit of God. Now he's going to be a different man. Finally, he's going to have 300 people who are absolutely united with Gideon in purpose, in judgment, and in speech. What's going to happen to the Midianites? Finished. Now he's going to contend with every principality and every power of darkness. He's going to become truly a mighty man of valor. Why? Now, fears have been still because the strivings have ceased. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we want to just thank you. Pray, Father, that Lord, all of us will take this word to heart. And truly, Lord, we will deal with strife every day in the morning in our secret closet of prayer.
fears will cease when strivings fears will be still when strivings cease make us one lord with ourselves and with you and build a body which is united in judgment in mind and in speech to that end i pray that you would bless the preaching of today's word and bring life into us we thank you we praise you for in jesus name amen amen